thank you for joining me on this journey and welcome to episode 90 of remembering our way home this week our featured guest is beloved son grandson husband father music and visual artist mc and healer mike chamber as a native of clinton north carolina mike reflects on his journey of self-healing via the power of ayahuasca and ancestral reverence welcome to remembering our way home a weekly podcast to inspire enlighten and empower listeners via personal testimonies discussions and interviews with featured individuals who have embraced the transformational and ancient practice of ancestral veneration but thank you for joining me this afternoon mike on remembering our way home what comes to your mind or what do you think about when you hear the word ancestor um first uh thank you for the invite and um when i hear me personally when i hear the word ancestor now i think of myself only because over the past 10 years i've had the opportunity to reconnect and talk to my ancestors, which actually reside in me. Um, Before I had those um, chances, um, when I heard the word ancestors, I thought of, um, you know, a dead relative, um, a dead hero, um, someone from the past, who we might have heard stories of. But um, as I just stated, now knowing that my ancestors, I am my ancestors because of the DNA, um, I look at it a little different. You know, I think about it a little different, you know, because I have the opportunity to reconnect with them and contact with them um, freely. As long as the uh, the uh, portals and lines of communication is open, so when I hear ancestors, I think about myself. Uh, Bobby Hemet said once that you are your ancestors when they leave this physical realm. Their energy and essence returns back into you. How did you first become aware of this idea of your ancestors? Or what was your very first encounter with them? Um, Okay. So as I stated, before my own personal encounter, um, reading material, reading different books, um, hearing different uh, speakers and um, uh, philosophers and uh, activists or 
whomever, just refer to the term um, ancestors. Um, being uh, being affiliated or knowing of different religious or spiritual organizations or groups who would pour libations for the ancestors, who would honor the ancestors, who would say at this point in time, if there is someone um, who's not with you, who has passed, who you want to acknowledge, say their name. So as long as I've heard that, um, so that's been a long time. I can't really say how many years, but that awareness has been most of my life to a certain extent. But as I stated, the personal connection has just been within the past 10 years. Um, I had a home, had a home girl who had the opportunity to sit in a ceremony where they were serving a particular medicine native to Peru called ayahuasca. And um, I had just finished reading of Water and Spirit, the initiation of an African shaman. And some of those ceremonies in there, they had the opportunity to experience uh, different uh, realms, so to speak. So when she called me and told me she said in a ceremony, and in this ceremony, she sat in a circle with all her grandmothers from past lifetimes, with an Asian brother from a past lifetime. She met a grandfather she never met. You know, she had the opportunity to meet some of her ancestors. I asked her, when was the next ceremony? Because I want to sit with my ancestors as well. Um, and at that time, I was going through some things. I just like to call it life now because everybody goes through life. Um, I was just turning 40, and I like to, uh, I like to make the comparison that um, in the Bible, Moses was lost in the wilderness for 40 years, and some man and woman may be lost in the wilderness of their own mind for the first 40 years of their life. So I was coming out of this wilderness, so to speak, and I needed some answers about myself, who I was, where I was from, because um. The black man in America, and I use that term, uh, you know what I'm saying, because it's common, it's the most uh, agreed upon uh, black man, uh, African-American. You know what I mean? There's so many words and different titles to identify ourselves. And once again, if you're looking for your identity, your ancestor plays a major part in that because it's telling you directly where you're from. So upon searching for myself, um, I needed to know where I came from. So I knew a few 
uh, grandparents' names, but as I stated, in America, because of how it has been set up, not not only America, you could check a few more countries, but the identity of the quote-unquote black man was intentionally and purposely erased. So you could do your Ancestry.coms or, you know, your censuses or whatever, but that's only going to give you a couple of years, you know, a couple of generations of information, if that is even accurate. So once again, searching for myself, I wanted to talk to my ancestors. So I'm in this ceremony, and I've ingested this medicine, uh, this ayahuasca, which is what I like to refer to as the ultimate cleanse. Um, it um, uh, causes you to purge mentally, physically, and spiritually. Um, you have the opportunity to release a lot of energy, um, a lot of trauma. Um, I was actually just in a ceremony Saturday night. And everyone who is there is pretty much there to heal an inner child. So, once again, I'm in my ceremony. And um, it's different for everyone. And each ceremony is different as well. So, I'm receiving the information. And my ancestors is talking to me. And at one point, I remember asking them, because once again, now I just told you, you know, I know a few faces, I know a few names. So now, so I'm asking them. So I'm like, look, right, give me some names. You know what I'm saying? Show me some paper. Excuse me, give me some names. Show me some faces. You know, who are my people? You know what I'm saying? Can I get a specific tribe, so to speak, a region? You understand? Because that's how we are taught to identify as people, even right now. You know, um, you just asked me, where am I from? Really, I'm from a mama. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But because as people here on this earth, we are taught to identify with land regions. But as I was talking to my ancestors, they let me know that we come from a time, and when I say we, I mean me and them and I and, you know, because as I stated, I am my ancestors. Um, whew. Um, they gave me the opportunity to um, allow them to experience certain things in this life that you can only experience in this life. For instance, this conversation me and you having right now can only be experienced right now in this life. But, um, yeah, when I asked them for something specific, they um, informed me that... Um, They are, or we are, from a, from, um, 
come from how can I was it is it, it's, it's spaceless it's faceless it's ageless it's shapeless you know the energy the essence of myself I was just talking to my younger brother and I was asking him you know how he feel and I don't mean physically I mean on a spiritual from a spiritual point how does your spirit your soul your light your essence feel so when they was letting me know that that light that essence that spirit that energy that chi that prana whatever word you want to put it in whatever language that whomever have used many centuries before us whatever tongue was spoken to describe this essence you know, they was just letting me know that um, it's infinite. It's endless. How has developing a relationship with your ancestors guided you on your life journey? Um, like, okay, that first ceremony, it was giving me some instructions to do some things. And of course, I was doubting. I'm like, do what? You want me to do what? They was like, yeah, do such and such. I'm like, I can't do that. They was like, see, that's the problem. And that has always been the problem. Because each time we communicate with you, you hear us, but you doubt us. You doubt yourself. So we want you to understand moving forward, we will always be the most dominant and most positive voice in your head. And I say that because everyone has quote-unquote voices in their head, whether it's a thought, it's an idea. If they heard somebody say something, they heard something their grandmama used to say. They heard something their neighbor said. They heard it's a programming. And if we are not aware of the programming, we can be programmed with a lot of ill voices in our head. I was just telling my daughter that um, the memory of the mind, you know, subconscious, holds a lot. And sometimes things just replay without us wanting them to. So my ancestors was telling me whenever that happens, or it used to happen, it don't happen no more. But once again, everyone will hear some things in their head that's going to make them do some things or say some things or feel a certain type of way. They let me know that they will always be the most positive and most dominant quote-unquote voice in my head. So anytime I hear anything else not supporting life, not encouraging, doubtful, fear, just anything, 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 
it was not coming from them. And if I choose to listen to that, I will continue to um, experience whatever I thought I would experience at the time. <clears throat> so that's how they have helped God be now. You know, um, where I'm able to stay directly connected to that uh, positive dominant uh, voice. What are some of the blessings, magic, and miracles you've witnessed in your life as a result of developing this relationship with your ancestors? <laughs> the blessings, the magic, and the miracles. Right. Uh, <laughs> all right. So I used to have um, our leg problems, so to speak. Um a few of my family members still do. Um, and I began to change my diet, I don't know, maybe 25 years ago because I learned your food could heal you. And now all of this was helping to clear space, clarity, to be able to ex Established lines of communication because so much in life we're cluttered with so much in life. So one of the blessings has been able to, as I put in my bio, uh, self-healer um, because I have been able to heal myself of a few uh, ailments and personal things. Um, which has been really magical um, because everybody's going through something. Um, like, say, for instance, when 2020 hit and COVID hit and um, people were getting sick and people were passing away and you had these experts on TV who would get on TV and they would give whatever rundown for the week and every time at the end of that I would always hear them say but again I don't know but again it's constantly changing right so mm -hmm. when you are able to now, once again, not knocking anyone, but it's very, it's a blessing to be able to trust yourself with yourself to do whatever it is that needs to be done for yourself. Um, not taking anything from anybody. I'm from an era where the rappers used to say knowledge of self. You know, the five percenters used to say knowledge of self. And, okay. mm -hmm. I, and I took that serious, right? So once again, that led me on a quest to know myself, my ancestors, myself. Um, but when I witnessed a lot of people give their power away 
and let someone who don't even know them tell them about themselves, I think you're headed for disaster. Because we are different individuals. Now, I just told you about myself or some of myself and my ancestors, but I can't tell you about yourself and your ancestors. So what worked for them and what's working for me may not be what you need, may not be what the next person needs. So that's been one of the blessings, is being able to stand firm and be sure of who I am and not um, worry about anything. Yeah. And I say that, woo, because that word, that worry um, will kill the spirit. It will sicken the body. It will cause disease. I was just talking to my wife earlier this week about one's digestive health, health, because she's in the health uh, business. She has a colonic uh, business. She's been in business about 14, 15 years. So I was just talking about how too much worrying will affect one's core, you know, the digestive uh, system, and how that has been said to contain a second brain, right? People always talk about that gut instinct, you know, that intuition. Um, once again, it gave me the opportunity to heal that, um, not that I had any uh, issues with it, but just to make sure, once again, that I do what's needed for myself at all times to remain healthy, to stay calm, not to get agitated and frustrated. Because these times, you see it all around every day. Um, whoo, people losing it for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, so it's 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 definitely helped me to find a peace, to maintain a peace. Do you have consecrated space in your home for your ancestors? Yes. I have a I have an altar. Oh, okay. Yes. And what kind of special things do you do daily, weekly, or monthly to honor them? You know, of course you um, you know, you gotta keep the food and water fresh. Um, but um, you know, just trying to be the best me that I can be on a daily basis, um, recognizing all the good traits that I received from them, all the talents that I received from them, making sure I utilize them as I should. 
standing upright, you know. Um, the ancestors, they are no longer here in the physical, but they are within me. So I make sure I take deep breaths every day and they honor. I make sure I give thanks and they honor. I make sure I walk and talk and stand tall and they honor. I make sure I appreciate my life right now at this moment and they honor. So my whole life living on a daily basis is honoring them. Because they live through me, so I have to honor myself. I say, okay, nice. Michael, do you notice a difference in your family dynamics and or your relationships as a result of venerating your ancestors? Yes. Tell me yeah. about that. My mom had seven children. Um, I was second to the uh, second to the youngest. Um, growing up, I had a stuttering problem. Right. Where um I would I would to be talking to you now I would have never imagined because back then I couldn't talk. <laughs> I could but you know what I'm saying? I couldn't talk. I stuttered that bad. Um so my mom transitioned um and in 2020, and my second oldest sister had contacted me and asked me if I would write something for the obituary, you know, so I did. Um, and then when we got to the burial, um, you know, a lot of the family members you know, I did want to say nothing or just couldn't say anything at that moment. So, you know, me just being able to speak at that moment, you know what I'm saying? I credit all of that with being in touch with my ancestors. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow, my condolences. To, to, to be yeah. able to um, um, not take lead or, you know what I'm saying, take command or control, but just being able to control oneself enough to, um, you know, recognize the cycle of life. How did you navigate that grief? I lost my mother in January, so... Yes, I understand um, it. How did you get through that? Like, and and did did your um your understanding of you know your ancestors help you? I was able to maintain that, um, as I stated, um, just with the understanding of our life. Um, I actually went to see my mom um, on her birthday transition probably a month after. So I was able to go see her, um, to talk to her, to hold her, to kiss her, to tell her thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for my life. And to tell her thank you for all the other people who tell me, to tell her 
thank you for doing such a fine job raising me. So that last look we shared, that last gaze, that last stare, that last smile we shared, is the only thing that made it possible for me to make it and maintain. And the ancestors know I needed that (laughs) just to be able to discuss it. Um, It's definitely a pain, um, something you can't explain. Um, It still feels like a dream. You know, um, I know for the first year I felt homeless. I still haven't returned back to North Carolina since. I'm contemplating on when I will return, <laughs> you know, because I would mainly go there to see my mother. Although I have brothers, sisters, nieces, nephews, a host of family members there, you know. Um, but, yes, it has helped me be able to maintain and handle this, quote-unquote, grief. And it also allow me to recognize that word grief for what it really is and to understand that people can die of grief and grieve the loss of a loved one to the point where they themselves transition. So that is so true. One of the many lessons from ayahuasca is observe all emotions and feelings, observe them, recognize them for what they are, and let them pass through. Never let anyone consume you because consumption of any of them could be the end of you. Remember in Texas, uh, yeah, over a month ago when the babies yes. were slaughtered yes. and the, the wife, you true. know, the wife passed away and a, and a, and a husband Two days later, he couldn't deal. He couldn't deal with it. He left them babies. He, he, I'm yes. like, wow. Yes, yes, grief, grief. Yes. yes, it is. It is a. It is a heavy thing to hold. I ain't gonna lie. It's heavy. You honor that life. You honor that life. You don't grieve it because you don't want that to lower your vibration. I love that. That's so important. Yes, not to lower your vibration. Ooh, I thought. Um, you know, uh, the burial of my mother or losing it would be the saddest times in my life. Um, But it actually made me realize just how special I was, you know, Uh, because that was my mother. You know what I mean? Like of all the people in the world, Mm -hmm. that was my mother, you know, and to have been able to, you know, feel her love and her protection for 48 years, you know, made me feel good. So I can't, I can't, you know, like even now when I think about her, even if I attempt to get sad, 
that last memory is that smile we share, and I just smile the same way. I just feel that love, so I can't even be sad. I I may shed a tear, but I can't be sad. I can't. Is there a special film, a book, or a song that reminds you of your ancestors, or when you hear, see, or um, yeah, um, hear, see, or experience? one of these different things you think of your ancestors, a book, film, or a song, or it could be all three? Uh, all right. So, not to get too deep, right? Um, I recently saw post saying that for you to be here right now or for me to be here right now, we had to have a minimum of 2,400 ancestors. I saw that. I love that. Okay. I'll send it to you, too. I keep it at my phone, yep. Ancestral mathematics, right? Okay. So each one of them had multiple favorites. You hearing what I'm saying? Each one of them had multiple favorites, songs, books, movies. And I'm saying that to say when I find myself liking or or, uh, attracted to something and I don't know why, I'm reminded from my ancestors that that's what they were attracted to or liked. So it's a wide variety of things. You know, as I stated, um, they experience life through me now. So whichever one at the time wants some water or some juice or some watermelon or whatever it is I'm getting at the time, you know, if they want to hear some jazz, they want to hear some, you know, they just want to hear the djembe. They just want to, you know what I mean? Whichever um, experience they want at the time. It's a favorite, so I don't have no particulars. Mike, did you ever have any fears or doubts about ancestor veneration? And if so, how did you overcome? How did you overcome them and move forward with your practice? Um, I'm not necessarily going to say fears or doubts. I can say that it was. Um, not promoted to, uh, yeah, I'll say that it wasn't promoted. And what I mean by that is um, my, my grandmother, I used to spend a lot of time with her. You know, she would take me to church a lot, and ancestors definitely aren't mentioned there. So if you are raised a certain way, with a certain view, and then someone begins to introduce something new to you, if you allow it to scare you, it can. But um, being, once again, I was always questioning certain things or just having certain thoughts for myself when I was 
really introduced to it and um, learned about it, um, no, I really didn't have any fears. I really didn't have any doubts. Why is developing a relationship with your ancestors important, Michael? It was important to me because I had to know where I was coming from to know where I was going. I had to understand why I was experiencing or going through the things I was going through. Um, I had to understand why certain things was not working for me as I thought it should or as I was told it should be. And making that reconnection with my ancestors realized that it ain't working for me because it won't supposed to be working for me. I ain't had no business trying to do that kind of work. No way. So that reconnection for myself is, as I stated, the black man in America is going through identity crisis even right now to this day. Um, we talking now in English, you know, broken English, whatever you want to call it. Um, it don't matter what the language is. What was the native tongue of your first, 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 first fathers and grandfathers and mothers and grandmothers? You don't know it. So even that communication, we've lost so much in communication. But what's in you, in your DNA, that can be accessed and activated, that has no words, that what it helped. That is why it, it helped me reconnect and communicate with my true self, my inner essence, something that can't be put into words. What would you say to inspire or encourage others who are interested in cultivating a spiritual relationship with their ancestors? Be patient with yourself. Um, read. Read and more read. More reading. I say that because there's nothing new under the sun. Um, you may read something that help you understand or expand on a thought that you already have. Or you may read something to help you confirm something. You know, some kind of confirmation. You may read a positive affirmation, but you got to do some type of research and development of self. You know, and um, don't expect anything instantly. You know, not saying that it can't happen because it can, but if it don't, keep going forward. Don't be like, ah, it ain't work. It don't work. It don't work. Once again, it's a lifetime. It's a lifelong journey, so be prepared to develop a lifelong relationship with yourself and your ancestors. As a writer, producer, and performing artist, Mike Chambers has over 10 years experience as a natural medicine healer, facilitating 
primarily ayahuasca and other healing herbs for the purging of mind, body, and soul. This week's scripted wisdom is in reflection of our guest, Mike Chambers, and in honor of his path. To the mind that is still, the whole universe surrenders. Lao Cha. Everything amazing about the universe is inside of you, and the two are inseparable. Carl Sagan Everything you'll ever need to know is within you. The secrets of the universe are imprinted on the cells of your body. Dan Millman <laughs>